All right, we are continuing our study through the Gospel of Luke here on the Listener's Commentary. In this recording, we will be in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. It's a short little story that really begins a new section. All the previous section, as I noted in our last recording, really goes together as a block of teaching. Now we've moved to a new topic, a new situation. And this situation begins by noting that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And so we're still part of that large travel narrative that began in chapter 9 and goes all the way up through the middle of chapter 19. We're getting towards the end of that here in chapter 17. And Jesus, as Lucas packaged his story, is moving from village to village and place to place with his mind focused on eventually ending up in Jerusalem. So that's where the story is heading. It's going to culminate in the city of Jerusalem, and very soon we're going to get there. And so here, in this little episode, Jesus is on his way there, and he encounters some uh, lepers, some men with leprosy, and he heals them. And so that's the situation here in this story that really uh, deals with the topic. In the previous section, uh, Luke 17, 1 through 10, faith shows up in relation to forgiving others, and humble service. Here, faith shows up in uh, giving uh, glory to God and in gratitude. And, and so there is a little bit of a verbal connection or conceptual connection between those two sections. Here's how this story unfolds. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 and following. While he was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And so Jesus is Face is set towards Jerusalem, and though Luke has repeatedly emphasized that, he hasn't told the story in like a close chronological sequence or anything. He's just letting us know he's heading there. That's where the story is going to culminate. And he's passing between Samaria and Galilee. From north to south, just to review our geography, the region up north where Jesus spent most of his ministry was the region of Galilee that was predominantly a Jewish region in the north, located around the Sea of Galilee. South of that was the region of Samaria that was uh, the home to the Samaritans, right? And the animosity between the Jews and the Samaritans and the tensions that existed there that go clear back uh, four or five hundred centuries there. And so then you have uh, Galilee, Samaria, and then south of Samaria, you have Judea, which is where Jerusalem is at. And so Jesus is slowly going to make his way to Jerusalem in Luke's gospel. He says he's passing between Samaria and Galilee. So he's on the northern edge of Samaria, the southern edge of Galilee, and he enters a particular village there along the border between those two regions. And here's what happens, verse 12. And as he entered a village, random village, somewhere along the border of Galilee and Samaria, Ten men with leprosy stood at a distance and met him, and they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so here, these ten men with leprosy call out, really inviting for pity and compassion from Jesus. They're keeping their distance, as leprosy required of them, but they're calling on Jesus to do something for them, to take pity on them, to show them compassion. Now, leprosy in the Bible doesn't refer to what we call leprosy today, Hansen's disease. It actually was a broader term that referred to just a number of skin diseases. And the Old Testament law required lepers to live 
outside the camp. When that was stated in the Old, Old Testament law, that was in terms of the camp of Israel camping around uh, the tabernacle there in the wilderness, right? But with time and getting settled, the law still meant, okay, they need to be outside of the normal social interactions of the day. And they need to cry, unclean, unclean, so that if anyone came near, they would they would not uh, unintentionally pass on their ritual uncleanness to others. And you can read about that in Leviticus chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. As with the entire category of clean and unclean, this is really ritual uncleanness. And at a personal level, the major issue, the really the really most challenging thing for people that are afflicted with leprosy was removal from ordinary social life, like the social distancing from people. They can't go about normal life. They can't have normal interactions with people. They have to live withdrawn and away from people and even herald their presence by noting that they're unclean. Well, these 10 men have been living in that sort of situation for some period of time. They presumably have heard some things about Jesus. And so when Jesus shows up in their region, these men call out for Jesus to have pity on them. And here's how Jesus responds to them. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Verse 14. Uh, so Jesus doesn't heal them right on the spot. He sends them to the priest. And the reason for that is because it was the priest's job to examine and diagnose whether a person with a skin disease was clean or unclean, whether their skin disease had cleared up enough that they can now be uh, categorized as clean or whether they still were unclean. In fact, that's why Leviticus 13 and 14 goes into so much detail on this issue. It's because the priests need to have the ability to diagnose the situation properly. So Jesus sends these ten men to the priests um, so that the priests could inspect them and see whether they're clean or unclean. So when Jesus does that and sends them to the priests, the assumption is they will be cleansed along the way so that when they arrive at the priest, he can pronounce them clean and they're free to resume normal life. And thus, when the ten head to the priests, they're actually demonstrating faith in Jesus. They're demonstrating, okay, he said go to the priest. We're going to trust that when we get there, we will be clean and that somehow along the way, we will be healed of our leprosy. And so they demonstrate real faith in Jesus. And as they're going, uh, Luke tells us, they were cleansed. They were cleansed on the way to see the priest there in town or the next village, wherever it was at, so that they could be inspected to see what their status was. Now, verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, as he's on the way, he realizes, my leprosy is gone. He turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. So he turns back and returns to where Jesus is at, and he is praising God and celebrating that he is clean, and he's doing so with a loud voice, with lots of shouts, lots of praise, expressing his gratitude. And when he comes to where Jesus is at, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks to him. So he falls down before Jesus and just expresses his gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you for healing me and giving my life back so I could go back to my home, I could be with my family, whatever it is, right? And he's incredibly grateful for it. And then Luke says starkly, and he was a Samaritan. 
Samaritans and Jews, right, lived in great hostility and tension to each other. This particular man, because of his social distancing from the community of people, he's actually been with other Jews who were lepers as well. And this was not that uncommon because of their separation from normal life and normal relationships. Uh, lepers oftentimes did gather together in small little communities uh, to support each other, to, to deal with the situation together, right? And to provide, you know, some sort of measure of relational connection for each other. So here, Right on the border between Samaria and Galilee, you have nine Jews and one Samaritan who are uh, all leprous, and they are um, dealing with the situation together. This one who has returned to Jesus is not even a Jew. He's a Samaritan. He's the kind of people that Jews look down on as being lowly and you know, unfaithful and despised. He returns to Jesus with incredible gratitude, praising God. Now, when Jesus saw that, here's how Jesus responded, verse 17. Jesus responded and said, weren't there 10 cleanse? Like, didn't the healing work for everybody? Like, sent 10 on the way, only one's come back. Didn't it work for everybody? Uh, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? The ten lepers, with one voice, had cried to Jesus for help. They had all received it, but only one returned to thank Jesus and to praise God, and he wasn't even a Jew. Uh, and Jesus then says to him, verse 19, Stand up, go your way, your faith has made you well. Jesus acknowledges this Samaritan. He commends him for his faith. In fact, he says literally, not that your faith has made you well, but literally, your faith has saved you. Saved you from your uncleanness, saved you from whatever skin disease had beset him, right? Seemingly, ultimately, saved him from maybe sin and death if he continued in faith to Jesus. He comes to Jesus for help. He returns to Jesus to say thank you, and now he's identified with Jesus. Jesus' acknowledgement of his faith seems to welcome this man into his community. He is now a part of the followers of Jesus, should he choose to identify and continue with him. And once again, therefore, disciples, disciples then, as well as us disciples now, disciples are called to imitate a Samaritan. Uh, as in Luke chapter 10 with the parable of the Good Samaritan, we were called to love our neighbors like a Samaritan. Here, we're called to glorify God like a Samaritan. We're called to give thanks for the salvation we've experienced through Jesus like a Samaritan. We are called to uh, learn from this quote-unquote foreigner who returned giving glory to God and expressing his gratitude to Jesus. We're called to imitate him specifically to imitate his gratitude and his praise of God. And presumably that means imitating his faith, his faith that gave rise to that gratitude and to that praise. We, like him, should call out to Jesus for help. We, like him, should thank Jesus and praise God when we receive that help. We need to be like the Samaritan. Hey, it's John. Thanks for tuning in to the listener's commentary, particularly this commentary here on the Gospel of Luke. 
You know, Listener's Commentary is a crowdfunded Bible teaching project that is made possible by the generosity of faithful friends and faithful donors and supporters, people just like you. As a result of their generosity, people are studying the Bible with the Listener's Commentary all around the world, downloads in uh, the Far East, the Middle East, Africa, South America, North America, all around the world, people are using the listener's commentary to grow in their faith, to help other people even grow in their faith. And so thanks a ton to those of you who make that possible through your generous support. And if you want to join the team of supporters, there's a link down in the notes below where you can sign up to give either a one-time gift or a monthly recurring donation as well. All donations are received in partnership with World Family Mission, a registered nonprofit. And so let me just say thanks in advance to those of you who joined the team and support the listener's commentary.